the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black But it's important. Chuck, did you want to say something? Yeah, here's what I want to say. We have a lot of disagreements here. The Washington Post today gave you a whole lot of Pinocchios because they say you constantly misstate how much the wall is built, how much of the wall is built, and how much is there. But that's not the point here. We have a disagreement about the wall. Washington, whether it's effective or not, not on border security, but on the wall. We do not want to shut down the government. You have called 20 times to shut down the government. You say, I want to shut down the government. We don't. We want to come to an agreement. If we can't come to an agreement, we have solutions that will pass the House and Senate right now and will not shut down the government. And that's what we're urging you to do. Not threaten to shut down the government because you, you let me just finish because you can't get the your last way. Time you shut it down, you yeah, let me say something, Mr. President. You just say my way or we'll shut down the government. We have a proposal that Democrats and Republicans will support, do a CR, that will not shut down the government. We urge you to take it. And if it's not good border security, I it won't take it. It is very good border And if it's security. not good border security, I won't take it. It's what Because when you look at these numbers of the effectiveness of our border security, and when you look at the job that we're doing you with our military... You just said it is effective. Can I, be, can I tell you something? Yeah, you just said Without it's effective. Without a wall, these are only... Areas where you have the wall. We want to do where this. you have walls, Chuck, it's effective. We, when you don't have walls, it is not effective. Yeah. There, there's our government at work, Carrie. I know. So who's going to be the Grinch who stole Christmas? You know, are we going to get the government shut down mm. on the 21st? Oh, here's when, here's Nancy. The government open. We're going to keep it open. Just throw more money at it, right? We just we don't have border security, Chuck. We're not going to keep it open. Let me did, have you seen this clip? No, I took this a hiatus is, I know everyone's from heard politics. this clip a million times. Yeah, but, no, I took a but, hiatus from political. But the video, you, you have to see the video. <laughs> the body language is uh, as astonishing. Everybody a little defensive or negative. Well, Pence, first of all, Mike Pence, vice president, just hasn't. He's in. He's in the room too. Oh, is he? he, 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 he I didn't hear a peep. From oh, him. He's, he's like the. He's like a statue. <laughs> but then you got Nancy. Her hands never stop moving. You know, you know. Thanks, everybody. You know, you know. Throw them all out, Carrie. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's 
it's we'll see. I, is is Trump serious? Is he going to shut down the government? I I, I just wonder if is he going to be the Nancy's or, and Chuck's proposal included realistic cuts that they should be making. Well, you know, or Schumer going to be the Grinch because he's not going to you know open up the purse strings for the five billion that Trump wants right. to build the border wall. Well, I think maybe they. And, do, I keep thinking they need to be responsible and cut spending. Before they just keep throwing money at stuff. Right. Yeah. None of us can do. What do we do? If you run out of money, either work longer. So you bring in more income or you cut expenses. I wish our government did the same thing that we all are expected to do. Or what? If you don't yeah. can't pay your bills, then you have nowhere to live. And I don't see how our government shutdown helps anyone in this country. Um, it's it's ridiculous to say you're shutting down the government for a $5 billion issue that America voted for, and it's this is politics. They do right. not care about us. No, but they do have to do. The, you know, look how many billions that illegal immigrants cost us too every year. There'd be money. Right. That's I mean, what that I'm alone. Saying. If we stop letting people who are, I mean, if people legally come in here, that's great. And you know, they contribute to our society and they want to take advantage of these opportunities in this great country. Wonderful. But these Ill- illegal immigrants, you know, I bet there's more than five billion right there to solve a problem and could cr- solve a lot of problems for people who are in this country legally. But nobody looks at things like that in our right because it's all about politics on yeah, either side. I mean, and and the, the the Senate has not become a an organization where people work together. It's become the party of power. And if you're not in power, all you do is is Nothing. try to get back into power and, and try to stop anyone who has the power from getting anything done. Which is counterproductive. And I think America is getting tired I of that. I think that's why we need term limits for everyone. Clean house periodically. Drain the swamp. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. I think that's something they need to push. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning between 9 and 10 a.m. And we're here to give you helpful information about issues that may impact your financial life, whether you're working or already retired. We're here every uh, Saturday morning at, on 1420 between 9 and 10. We are sponsored by the estate planning team and the estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm. And we've been helping people for more than 30 years in the greater Cleveland area through unbiased objective advice and analysis. You can get information on the company at the Better Business Bureau. We're A-rated and accredited or Angie's List. We've won the Super Service Awards multiple years and we're going to Keep tuning in and we'll talk about ways um, we can help you um, um, at the estate planning team or ways you can get more detailed information on the issues and topics that we're talking about. And and I'm Carrie Waddell and I have Mark Donnelly here with me this morning, although I know this morning we got on the political. Certainly this has been a crazy week. Although I didn't pay attention to politics, I did pay attention to the market. And the craziness. Right. The volatility has returned, Carrie, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, you know, in spades, I think, you know, and, and there's not, there's not a lot of consensus out there on, you know, what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that, you know, you know, we talk a lot about on the show about building your plan R, right? Mm-hmm. Which is your, I don't care if you call it your recession plan or your recovery plan or what have you, but it's the idea that, you know, that you may have your plan A scenario running, meaning if everything goes well, 
And, you know, there's, or, but you just for fun, you're building an alternate plan scenario if things don't go so well, mm-hmm. especially if you think that the economic downturn. So, you know, notice we, we call it an economic downturn. I'm not here saying it's going to be another stock market correction mm-hmm. or a bear market or a U.S. recession. Right. Okay. In, in the, especially in, in the strict, uh, you know, definition of a recession, meaning two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. All right. Um, but I, I don't know what you call it if, if, if you're getting some, uh, lack of, uh, performance that you built your base case plan on. That's what people care about. I don't, right. I don't How care. How is it going to affect me yeah. and my longevity? Yeah, I don't care if you, if it's not a recession, but if the market's down or I, I've got a loss of principle, it affects me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's just the idea that, um, you know, or is the volatility, uh, the volatility getting you upset? Right, because sometimes there's an emotional, or you're worried about it, and then you make quick reactions that, then you hear people in hindsight, oh, you know what, I was so nervous I did this, and in hindsight, I should have... Right. So, I mean, everybody was spoiled with 2017, Mm -hmm. where you had double digit returns, close to, you know, 20% in the market with zero volatility. Right. Now, how do you measure volatility? Well, this is how Mark Donnelly does it. I, (laughs) I keep a track on, you know, any day that the S&P 500, uh, you know, is a 2% up or down movement. Mm -hmm. Okay. In any one trading day. Okay. okay. Um, and so far this year, I think there's been 16. Which okay. isn't bad when you 16, compare 17, it to you know, historically. Yeah. Um, well, no, that's pretty bad compared okay. to when 17, there was zero. No, but I'm thinking about some years, Mark, we had. Well, yeah, well, it's been, well, yeah, well, but we haven't had double digit uh, in a while. The last time we had a double digit was 2015. Okay. When we that had was... 10 days. Okay. Um, okay. Now, we, now, sometimes we also keep track of parabolic moves, right? Right. That's a 4% movement. Okay. Those are really rare, and that's when people start jumping off bridges, right? Um, but, you know, but, you know, we've had one of those this year. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, but it's, it's, you know, if you go back, you know, then, um, 2011, you know, there were, uh, 35 days where the S&P had a 2% movement. It's double what we are right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2010, there were 23 days. 2009, at the end of the Great Recession, 59 days. Whew. 11 parabolic. Okay. How about 2008? Okay. 74 of the trading right, days with 29 parabolic. See, it could be worse. Yeah. Well, that was. It could be a lot yeah. worse. So, yeah. So, um, we're not jumping off bridges, right? We don't recommend that. But what we do recommend is that, uh, you know, in other words, it, it, it's hard to time these things. Um, but, you know, the idea is, have you got your allocation where you're not taking on more risk than what you need to be okay? Um, in other words, do you know what rate of return your plan needs to make it work? Right. And a lot of people don't know that because they don't really have a written financial plan. You know, they just kind of are feeling it and they say, oh, I don't know. I think I want to be 60-40, you know, a very popular Mm -hmm. allocation or 50-50 or what have you. But they really don't know what rate of return they need. You know, in fact, Carrie, we've had clients over the years that they, you know, based on the amount of assets that they have in their nest egg in retirement, as well as their lifestyle, including their discretionary spending that they want to do, everything they want to do. 
that they don't need any rate of return on their investment. And they're still going to be okay based on all the spending they want. And some of those clients have decided not to put any money in the stock market. Because why would they take on the unnecessarily risk than they need to if they can do all the spending they want? Other, others say, I still like to, you know, beat inflation just because I think I can do it. You know, so I mean, but, you know, but, you know, the idea is, you know, the disconnects that we see a lot of cases and that's where a client wants us to run the plan conservatively. You know, we always talk about at the estate planning team that we run the plans. You know, you have to make assumptions and you make conservative, realistic assumptions. So a lot of times a new client coming in, when we have that discussion, will say, or if you're doing this at home, you may be thinking about doing it this way, that you say, well, I want to run my plan conservatively. So I'm going to assume a 4% rate of return. But then when you actually look at your allocation, they're, they're still 80% in the stock market. Right. And it's like, do you understand that that's a disconnect? You know, it may make you feel good that we're running your plan based on a 4% rate of return. But if you really have not done anything with your allocation to protect that, it's a disconnect. Right. Or we've had some people because of 2008 went into cash and CDs. But they want the plan running at four or five percent, but actually their assets aren't even getting what one, one and a half percent if they're lucky. That's the, another way that there's a disconnect. Right. So you want to build these, you know, so, so part of it is, is the idea that, yeah, market corrections, U.S. recessions are going to continue to happen. I don't know when they're going to happen, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say everyone listening to this show right now will see another U.S. recession before they die. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, the point is, are you building that in to your financial model? In other words, um, you know, have you built that plan R? Have you said, okay, this is what would my plan look like? Especially, this becomes important if corresponding to when you think that economic downturn could happen, meaning I would, one way of thinking about it is saying, do you believe that that could happen in the next three to four years? Or do you think on the other side that it's still five or six years out? All right. Um, because if you have, if you're thinking that it could happen in the next three to four years, that's usually when we say, well, you might want to build that plan R and build it in. And you uh, can see how it affects you. Right. Especially if you're going to have a life changing event in those next three to four years, mm-hmm. such as your planned retirement date or a plan of a new home purchase or a major home remodel. Or college education or any other, you know, life event mm-hmm. that's going to cost money that's also supposed to be happening in that same time period. Mm-hmm. All right. So because now, you, you know, that leads to a discussion that, you know, you don't want to be in the, uh, you know, dreaded position where you feel that you have to uh, sell your stocks in a down market because you need to go, uh, uh, you have this financial issue. So two, either two things happen. Either you put off the finance, you don't do that thing. You put off your lifestyle and say, well, I cannot do it. That's the knee jerk reaction. Somebody just says, oh, I, I, I can't do it. I can't retire. Mm-hmm. Or I can't buy that house or I can't, you know, help right. my grandchildren's college education or whatever the event is. Um, they put their life on hold with a knee jerk reaction saying, oh, I'm done. Um, or the, 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 the other way is that they sell their stocks low and regret it. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, so to prevent against that, you know, you, you, you can't time, at least we don't believe you can time it. But the idea is if you think it could be happening in the next three to four years and, you know, you, you want to then say, do I have enough of a cash reserve built up to cover those planned lifestyle items? So if I if it does happen in the next three to four years, I have another choice that if I don't want to sell my stocks in a down market. Okay, because I have a cash reserve that I can dip into. Now, if if it if 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 you, when you have to come up with that uh, expense and the market, it we're not in a U.S. recession or market correction. All right, what's the harm? Right, you have your choice. You could either sell your stocks, or you could you know take an IRA distribution, or you could uh, use your cash reserve. It's your choice. Um, same, same one that, you know, we had clients who thought that this, this economic downturn was going to happen in 2016. You know, a lot of people thought it was happening in 2016. It didn't matter who you were going to vote for in the November right. election. If you're, you're thinking was if, if your, if your candidate didn't win, the market was going to crash. Right. Okay. Everyone was thinking the same thing. Well, what happens is, you know, Trump won and the market didn't crash. All right. Um, but a lot of people were build, a lot of our clients were building this economic downturn in 2016. So we got to the end of 2016, didn't happen. We got to the end of 17, it hadn't happened yet. Well, they're just ahead of plan right now. Right. Do they feel really bad about that? No, they feel better. Right. And all we've done is that we, it's, it's like, it's like the client carry who tells us that, you know, I'm planning on buying a car in 2023, you know, for 50,000 bucks, Mark. Okay. We'll budget it in. Right. Then we get to 2023 and they're saying, well, I really don't need my car. Right. Those are just assumptions. But at least when we have those assumptions in, you're more comfortable that the plan is realistic. Right. So in that case, we say, okay, so you're going to be ahead of plan because you're not spending the 50,000 on a car. But doesn't mean we take the, the new car purchase out of the plan. We just push it out a year. Right. Okay, and say, okay, you didn't buy it this year. You're ahead of plan. We'll just push it out a year. Now, it's the same kind of thing if you're modeling in a market downturn. If it doesn't happen this year, okay, you'll be ahead of plan this year. Then a lot of times what we do is we just push it out a year and rerun the plan. Right, and those are things that's, Mark, an example of what we do with the estate planning team where what you think of as those traditional financial planner numbers crunchers and we use these math models to build these projections in. And I know, Mark, we had a lot of clients this year um, having you build plans about the market correction coming in 2019 or whatever they wanted the assumption to a loss or whatever they, they wanted you to assume in those long-range plans. And some people had to make adjustments in their thinking if it does happen. Other people are going to be perfectly okay. But at least they have that detailed written plan so they know realistically if this happens today it's always about what's the long-term effect of that and that's a great example of what we do with the estate planning team we offer a free no obligation consultation um for people who want to come in, we can do that by phone or in person. We still have a few openings left this year and scheduling um, into 2019 for people who want to get on the calendar and um resolve after the first year to get your financial plan on track and we help people who are working and need clarity on what steps they need to take to know when they can retire or what lifestyle that means in retirement and using the opportunities and avoiding potential traps and other financial disruptors that can derail their plan and making sure there's a plan to address those and also for people who are in retirement um, we design how to create that cash flow as effectively as possible in the income that they need, you know, coordinating with their investment advice. We're not 
not investment advisors. We have clients that do investments on their own or work with other investment advisors. And we work closely saying, are plans running at this growth rate and they're comfortable with that? Then what adjustments do you made on the allocation side? So we offer a free consultation. You can also sign up for our planning classes in January. We have the IRA and um, tax qualified asset and Roth planning class on January 16th at three o'clock in Middleburg Heights. If you are 59 and a half or older and have IRAs, company plans or similar assets, we're going to talk about the positives and negatives of these assets, Roth contributions versus conversion rules and techniques, um, strategies to minimize the overall tax impact both during your lifetime and to your heirs. We're going to talk about the minimum required distribution rules, costly mistakes, misconceptions, and much more. And it's free to attend. There's a great workbook for all attendees. And then on January 22nd at 6 o'clock in Middleburg Heights is our class for people who are retired or thinking about retirement and talking about issues that impact their lifestyle and long-term financial stability. Details are at financialfoodforthought.com and you can register online. If you do, you'll get an email confirmation with directions within 24 to 48 hours. If you're doing it this weekend, you'll have a a confirmation by Monday and that's financialfoodforthought.com or you can call the office at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 for that free consultation or to register for our free upcoming classes. Also, if you go to whkradio.com, you can see um, our radio show and there's previous podcasts of other shows and different topics we've done in the past. All right. And I know, Mark, you had talked about, I don't know if you're going to talk about today, last week you didn't get to the stock market vigilantes. Because one thing people keep asking about is, why is the stock market so volatile? I mean, clients, I've had emails. Yeah. It's a good question. <laughs> and I, I can, I guess I can talk about it. I mean, it's a kind of conspiracy theory, but maybe I'll talk a little about that. Today. All right. Um, okay. So I'm writing that down. Stock market vigilantes. Um, <laughs> you know, so the, the, the point about building financial models here. Okay. So. All, and, and, and it's just like to say the best laid plans, right? All, you know, and so here's our premise, Carrie, and you've heard me say this before. All models are wrong, but some are useful. Okay. The idea right. of building a, a written detailed financial plan is not the idea that you do it once and put in a sock drawer for 30 years and think your retirement plan is done. It, it, nothing can be further from the truth. It's a, it's a gauge. It's a it's, measuring yeah. tool. It, what you want to learn is the discipline of the financial planning process, which means that, yeah, you always have a plan that's based on the most realistic assumptions that you can make today. Or in what we're talking about, you may have a few different scenarios, plan mm-hmm. A, B, C. Right? And, and frankly, we have a lot of people, especially if they're working, that have many different scenarios, but it's coming right. back and looking at that every year. I mean, in January. Right. The, after, plan, the plan's outdated before the ink is dry right, when you print it out. Well, even in January, we'll be starting, and I actually have had clients ask already, we're going to be getting our clients' net worth updated as of December 31st, 2018. And then we're going to compare it. We thought right. their plan would be here. Is it ahead of plan? Is it is right. it behind plan? Is it are they behind because of the market, right. or they didn't spend the fifty thousand or twenty thousand dollar car that we had built in, right. or did they do more spending? And it's more important to reconcile in a down year than it is when you're an up year ahead of plan, right? Because we had um, a lot of people last year using the twelve thirty one seventeen numbers that were quote, far ahead, right? Now and and it's also you know the the idea that. Um, <clears throat> 
Right. It, so the, the, it's, it's, the, it's the financial planning process knowing that when reality has changed an assumption that you've made, and if it's a big enough assumption change, you know how to go in and adjust your plan accordingly. Now, the, the, the issue is if you don't even have a plan to begin with, I don't even know whether, how you know whether you're on track or not on track, quite frankly. It's you're, how you feel. You're just kind of winging it. Um, so the idea is it's a measure and, and say, it, it's saying, okay, I've got enough reality. Now I have to change my assumption, but at least now I know how to manipulate that. And, so, and you have to be careful because we help people of estates of all different sizes, large estates, small. But even a large estate has to be careful, Mark, because we've had a couple people that have very large estates and think they're going to be okay, and they're making incredible amounts of money, and they're spending incredible amounts of money. Right. When those wages stop, yeah. they don't realize the assets they save doesn't quite support that lifestyle as long as they thought. Right. It's, it's universal. It doesn't matter how much money you're making right before you retire. The idea is the number one concern for people going to retirement is, am I going to run out of money before life? And doesn't that's matter, happened. Yeah, doesn't matter if you're making $100,000 a year or a million dollars a year. Because if you're making a million dollars a year, chances are you've, you've left, you've lifted your lifestyle to a million dollar a year lifestyle. And so you better have a pretty big 401k if you're going to maintain that million dollar lifestyle for another 30 years in retirement. Do the math. Right now, um, now, so a lot of people say, well, you know, um, so all models are wrong, but some are useful. But okay, let's go one step further because now what's happening is the economic models, right? So, so economic models are often wrong. Carrie, right? Okay. But unstable economic models are wrong more often. Okay. That's what we have happening right now. We have unstable economic models. You know, um, you know, it, it's this, the China trade war is on, it's off. It's on again, it's off again. How many times have we gone back and forth? Is it so you're saying it's the uncertainty that's um, right? The Federal Reserve, you know, all for forever. The Federal Reserve, the new chairman, Jerome Powell, was saying we're going to have, you know, an interest rate hike in December. That's coming up next week. I still think that's going to happen. Then we're going to have three hikes in 2019 and then probably a one more hike in 2020. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Trump is saying, oh, I hate, you know, the new Fed chairman. I should never have hired him. I should have kept Janet Yellen, um, you know, and, and now. Now, you know, they don't need to be raising interest rates. They don't know what they're doing um, and all this pressure. And then and then, you know, so Powell a couple of weeks ago comes out and says, well, a little bit more dumb. Oh, well, maybe we're going to, you know, change that. It, uncertainty, you know, uh, you know, so when unstable economic, you know, so now all models are off. Right. That's the problem. You know, Yogi Berra, right? You know, the great. You know, yeah. You know, remember, he said it's tough to make predictions, uh, especially about the future. Um, I love you. Yeah. The best Yogi Bear ever was. Remember when the streaker was in, in, in the Yankee Stadium? Carrie, do you no. remember this? Do you, you don't remember streaking, do you? No. Carrie, you know? Yeah, no, I've seen yeah, videos. I think, you know, yeah, okay. Ask your father about that. But, um, but, you know, so the streaker, remember, so there was a, there was a Yankee game and, and, and there was a streaker that disrupted the game. Right. Okay. So after the, you know, in the, in the uh, locker room uh, 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 post game interview, they asked Yogi about it. You know, the reporter said, Yogi, you know, what was going on? You know, and he was, you know, it was a disruptor. I don't know if it was a nationally televised game. Or it was got a lot of news. And, and so they asked him, you know, what was going on? And they said, well, Yogi, was it, was it, was it a guy or girl streaker? And Yogi just looked, you know, deadpan at the, at the report and said, well, I, I couldn't tell. They had a bag over their head. <laughs> I love Yogi Bear. Um, all right. Um, so, you know, so in a world of where there's a lot of 
manipulation perhaps going on, you know, economic models. Nobody knows what to believe anymore because it seems like every time, um, you know, you think, you know, where either the Fed's going or where Trump's going or where the government's going. But then when we have the exchange like we had between Trump, Schumer and Pelosi, you realize nothing is going to get done. Right. Um, and they just don't like each other. And yeah. That's and more they, and we than... don't we don't matter one bit. Iota to either. To me, of those I parties. think the goal should matter and what you're trying to accomplish, not your personalities, not your. That's yeah. what they get paid to do. Um, so how does this affect you? Oh, all I'm saying is that, you know, don't get too upset about things that are totally beyond your control. Mm-hmm. You, you have no control of really what happens in the stock market or what uh, ch- the chairman of the Federal Reserve decides to do. You know, all you can do is be ready to react. Okay. Okay. With your plan R and whatever, you know, and, and what do we mean by that? Well, you can't control what happens in the stock market, but you can certainly control how much your money is invested in stocks. Right. Um, you know, maybe you want to build up the cash reserve. Well, be smart about it. You know, you know, CD rates have come up. You know, actually cash may be the best performing uh, asset of the year. It's gonna, it's gonna beat stocks, you know, probably. It'll probably be, probably beat bonds. Cash may actually be, you know, you know, so is cash king or is cash trash, Gary? Cash is always king. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, you know, you know, and so a cash reserve. But if you've got a large cash reserve and you're saying there's no way I'm going to that stock market roller coaster right now till I know what's, you know, coming. Well, don't, you know, look at the CD rates, right? Have you watched the CD? You know, and we all got out of practice of building ladder of CDs when, when interest rates went to zero, you know, in the quantitative easing. Well, interest rates are no longer zero in CDs, right? Um, so what's going on with the CD rate, right? Well, you know, you just quickly looking online here, here, okay. Mutual one bank. Okay. Um, that's a new one. They got a 19 month online. These are online, you know, okay. on, online CD. 19 months, 3.04 percent. That's pretty good. Okay, 500 dollars minimum. Virtual bank. Okay, these are all online banks. You know, two year CD, 3.06 percent. There's a minimum there of 10,000. Okay, uh, Synchrony Bank, two year CD, 2.8 percent. Minimum there is 2,000. Uh, Capital One, American Express. You've heard of those, right? Oh yeah. Right now, their two year CDs are at 2.7 percent. How about Alley, another big online mm-hmm. brand? A lot of clients use Alley. Um, and again, I'm not recommending that. I'm just saying, you know, what's out? Do you right. know? I still talk to people and they think CD rates are 0.5%. Right. Look, like, have you I'm, looked They're at them not 0.5% anymore. All right. Um, you know, we have the internet. You don't even have to go all over to banks. You can just. Um, Alley Bank, you know, one year CD, 2.65%. Um, you know, those aren't so bad, right? In, in other words, um, if you, now, now, Again, but don't get, you know, what we're saying is you don't necessarily want to go out with five-year CDs right now, but if you want a ladder, but build a ladder. You know, you build a six-month, 12-month, 18-month, 24-month, and, and then if, 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 if uh, the Fed continues to raise interest rates, chances are CD rates will be higher again six months from now, or they may be higher uh, six days from now, depending if he raises it in, in December here. Um you know, next week, that's going to be interesting, uh, fled meetings next week, right? Um, but you know, the, but also don't, you know, that's, if you're, if you're putting your money into a, a, a 19 month CD, that's not your cash. I mean, you got to still have your cash reserve because you may have an emergency before those 19 months. Or if you're planning on buying that car with cash before the 19 months, right. don't put your car cash money into the two year CD. Right. Okay. But it's planning uh, ahead. Right. And so what, so what's that savings account? Now you could look for better savings accounts. So online savings direct. Um, that, you know, that's a, that's an internet thing. 2.4% for just sitting in cash. 
Um, CIT Bank, 2.25. There's a minimum of $25,000 there. Goldman Sachs, they have a consumer bank called Barclays and Marcus. Uh, their, their cash reserve, their cash account carry, 2.05%. That's pretty good. Um, now you also sometimes got to be careful. Those are all still FDIC insured. Right. Um, but sometimes you got to be careful if, you know, some of these online places where you may be getting ads, seeing, you know, pop-up ads, they're not, um, FDIC insured. They're, they're securities or SIPC. So you got to be careful sometimes. But uh, let's see. So um, let's see. Then I do have a rock and roll. We have right. another. You know, we're doing our I know Christmas I've, babies. Okay. Um. So our one today. Let me give you a quick clue. It's hard. I've for gotten you, the last well, two weeks. See, it's hard for me to find a Christmas song that's the the political. Uh, you know that you know the the PC police aren't going to call us. Well, I uh, let's take our chances. Um. So I, I think, <laughs> I, don't I, think I don't think I can think of one song that I would think of that isn't appropriate. That's well, Dean, Dean Martin's daughter is furious about oh, the I, baby. It's cold outside. You know, controversy. She's saying her father would be going insane if he, if he saw that. Um, but in anyways, um, so let me give you a clue. So our rock and roll birthday boomer who had a very big Christmas carol hit. Okay. Back in 1958 was the song was cut. Karen. Okay. Um, she was born in Atlanta. Uh, and she was all point. She was about five foot tall and all okay. five. Of, she was known as Little Miss Dynamite. Okay. You know, she won her first singing contest at age six. Wow. Any um any clues there? No. Okay, well stay tuned for that. All right. Well, um if you'd like if you um if you'd like to come in for a free consultation and see how our process is different, um we're what you think of as traditional financial planners and we're what you we are Ohio uh, an Ohio registered fiduciary fee based planning firm and like our fees our plans and our fees are both customized we have both hourly and retainer options for people who want a little bit of help or a lot of help and we help people who are in retirement or thinking about their future retirement you can schedule a free consultation by phone or in person we have some spots left in december or you can get on the january february schedule you can call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com the website does have some incentives for people People want to take the time to come in for that free consultation. Carrie's Christmas yeah. specials. And also on the website, financialfoodforthought.com, you can sign up for our newsletters, which will keep you posted on financial news. Um, we have the incentive. You can also get more information on us and register or read more information on the planning classes in January. It's not too early to register. We have seating is limited on both of them. They're in Middleburg Heights. On January 16th, we have the IRA and Roth planning class. And on January 22nd, we have the retirement planning class. Again, that's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. And even if you want us to send you, um, not everybody's likes going on the internet, which um, we can also send you an invitation via regular mail. All right. So if you, if you want to hear a politically incorrect Christmas carol, I'll see if I can find one here, Carrie. But, you know, baby, it's cold outside is not my definition of a politically incorrect. I mean, no, nobody. They said it was I'll written play in the a 40s. politically incorrect Christmas I was going to say, too. I've heard like I, those um, I got parodies. One. There's some funny parodies that are um, um, not. So what's the Fed to do? You know, is the Fed going to raise rates next week? Or are they going to, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, I mean, retail sales report, you know, came out yesterday. Um, I, you know, U.S. consumer spend, it, it, 
it's still solid, Carrie. I mean, you know, in other words, it's still kind of, you know, the, so a lot of people, you know, think there's headwinds globally that, um, you know, China said maybe they're slowing down a little bit. So there's this global deceleration that's going on economically. And once again, is the U.S., I think it's like U.S. is going to prop everyone up or if U.S. goes down, everyone's going to go down. Same thing would happen in 2008. Right. You know, the U.S. went into a huge recession in 2008. The rest of the world followed. Mm -hmm. It was a 10 year global recession. Ouch. All right. Um, you know, U.S. was supposedly out of it by 2009, so it didn't feel that way to a lot of people, right? right? But the globally, you know, so it's the same thing. It's like, you know, so it, who do you listen so Do we listen to the people that say that, you know, housing is slowing down, auto, you know, GM's problems, right. auto is slowing down, um, you know, GDP growth is slowing down. But, you know, there is a, there is a pretty big difference between... Um, GDP growth being slow, Carrie, right. versus being negative. You oh, know, absolutely. It, you know, and, you know, so are we just in a, again, in a stuck in a slow growth economy? Meaning maybe we're not, you know, we're not accelerating anymore. You know, maybe the, the sugar buzz from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act relief, you know, tax relief or tax cuts is now over. Um, you know, and things are slowing down, but that's not necessarily to a point that it goes and it kicks into a U.S. recession. Right. So, you know, you got to, you know, what do you, what will the Fed do? Um, we'll see. Um, all right. So here's uh, okay. here's a incredibly incorrect political. You heard this one. Okay. No, I have not heard this. I just love listening to this because I just love what this song. What is this song? I've never heard the it. The Dropkick Murphys. I've never heard this song. Oh, this is... My sisters are whack jobs. I wish I had none. <laughs> their husbands are losers and so are their sons. My nephews are horrible, wise little twins. I think people just get offended by way too much or have too much time on their hands. It's a great video. you got to watch this video. What's it called? Drop. The Season's Upon Us by Dropkick Murphys. Great Irish band. Never heard of it. Obviously. Eric, sound engineer extraordinaire, is dancing in there. In the <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, remember she couldn't even say, remember she, I mean, Nancy's crazy, right? She, she's trained herself not to say the word Christmas. Why? Well, because it offends the far left, you know, you know, so even when she's dishing the present, the president, you know, because remember, she was at the end of that, you know, right. clip that I didn't play the whole thing. Went out for another 10 minutes, Carrie. The, the oval, you know, when, with Schumer, Pelosi, Trump, you know, Christmas meeting. But, you know, she said at the end, well, you know, Trump's is just, you know, he's going to shut down the government on the, the 21st of December. And she was going to say, well, what a great Christmas present you're going right. to leave. She caught herself. And she said, well, what a great Christmas present. I, I mean, holiday present. It is Christmas. I mean, that's December 25th is Christmas Day, regardless of what religious you are. No, the left, you can't say Christmas. <laughs> but that's ridiculous. It is Christmas. So even day. when she's like, dissing the president, she, she doesn't want to offend the left by saying the word Christmas. I mean, there's Muslim holidays on the calendars, there's Jewish holidays, there's. I mean, those are days. Well, I just want to listen is. to the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> and you know what? You can't control the craziness that's going on, and that's why, but you can control what's going on in your own situation and have a clear understanding of. You know, what opportunities you should be using, what potential traps you should be avoiding. 
And those are things we look at for our clients. I know if you tune into our podcast. I'm dedicating the song to Nancy Pelosi here. (laughs) WHKradio.com. You can hear we've talked about cases we've done over the last few weeks where people are taking more from their IRAs, doing Roth conversions, taking advantage of the lower um, tax brackets that we do have in place. So you're getting a better result. We did talk about that's whkradio.com. You can listen to our previous case studies on that. But we deal with that time and time again. And I know, Mark, you're still kind of wrapping up anybody who can still implement anything and are waiting and still on the fence, uh, even in the down market where people maybe want to do a Roth conversion where they're um, and take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, I know everybody wants to learn the required minimum distribution rules. So we should probably, you know, go over those, Carrie. Um, but Roth conversions, yeah. In other words, there's still a lot of confusion between Roth IRA contributions, right, Carrie, mm-hmm. and Roth IRA conversions. And you have to kind of be careful about which you are interested in doing. Um, and we're not going to, you know, I'm not going to cover that today on today's show, but Come to the class, and we'll spend a lot of right. time on that. And you know, and but you know, the the other thing is, you know, the required minimum distributions. You know, it, you know, the rules on that are you know confusing. But still, you know, Carrie Nationwide did a study, and they say that only thirteen percent of sixty-five year olds who are still working can correctly identify when RMDs begin. Wow. All right. Um, so, uh, you know, that's not a good statistic. Um, well, and especially since you shouldn't necessarily wait till 70 and a half to start pulling money in your account. And that's something we're going to talk about at the class. It might be more advantageous for you to draw it out earlier and you might be missing opportunities. And we'll show you a case study in the class of if you follow minimum required distribution, how much money in your IRA and in, in an IRA could be left at your life expectancy. And if you come in for the free consultation, we'll run that no, that analysis on your individual numbers at no charge as part of the free consultation. All right. So you want to talk, you want me to talk about stock market vigilante? Yeah. Um, well, you know, so there's a lot of people wondering why all of a sudden after 2017, where we had no volatility and everything looked like it was going gangbusters, you know, GDP growth going to 3%, unemployment dropping down to 45-year lows, CD rates starting to come up again. Those are all positive things. Yeah, consumer spending is solid. That Those are good things. Yeah, why is all the worry in 2018? Or, as you have said, you know, the 2019, or a lot of people are calling for the 2020 recession. Is it is it that people don't know, so they're nervous? And, you know, or is so, it because we had such a long run that people say it can't last forever? self-fulfilling prophecy um but you know the the and you know and again it's not really where you know we could talk about the death cross right you ever heard of the death cross oh this is where um you know when the dow jones industrial average 50-day moving average drops below the 200-day moving average carrie do you watch that at home no yeah i mean but but you know who was watching that at home robots okay Okay. Um, I was going to say no. I so, so that happened recently, you know, where the 50 day moving average dropped below the 200 day moving average. Really? Is that important? It's important to the robots. 
Okay, it's the high frequency traders carry because you know if they can do a million shares and 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 earn, earn a half a cent on a million share That's trade, a lot of money. And, and three in 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 a matter of uh, split before you could blink your eyes, they're going to do it. That's amazing. All right. To me, that's um, hard to get your head around. Yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, pick up a copy of you know you Isn't know Michael Lewis's book? Flash Boys. Right. Okay. Uh, remember the flash crash yeah. a few years ago? Yeah. Uh, high frequency trading. There's a lot of people saying, you know, how fair is that? You know, to the rest of us. Um, but life's not fair, right? Um, okay. I'm not going to talk about. The, okay. I could talk about the Elliott Wave Theory. Okay. Does that no. sound interesting? No. Okay. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to bore the audience because I right. think everyone wants to learn their required minimum distribution rules. But, yeah. um, but uh, in 1940, Ralph Nelson Elliott, okay, provided many what was likely the best market call of all time. Okay, using his study, his theories, his projections. Um, 1941 should mark the final correction of a 13-year pattern of defeatism. This termination will also mark the beginning of a new supercycle wave comparable in many respects with the long advance from 1857 to 1929, before the obviously the market crash in 29. Supercycle is not expected to cumulate until about 2012. Hmm. I've been saying it wasn't too far out. Maybe we'll, and that was what happened in 2008, maybe, whatever. But So now, um, modern-day uh, Elliott Wave theorists, uh, one you know, being A.V. Gilbert, is saying it's happening again. Okay. Do I listen to him? Do you listen to I him? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, so, but in either case, there was a lot of people saying, well, why all of a sudden did we have this huge volatility? It was like, uh, and a lot of people are saying, well, it's the stock market vigilantes. Okay. Now, originally the term was bond vigilantes. Okay. okay? Um, and that was, you know, in, in uh, many years ago, um, y- you know, where the, w- you know, that, that they thought that the certain powers could drive interest rates, you know, myth- mythical creatures that drive interest rates up and force governments and the central banks to either cut spending or tighten monetary policy. Okay. Um, but back in 2012, remember all the talk about the fiscal cliff back in, you know, before the Taxpayer Relief Act was right. passed in 2013. So a lot of people were upset that they, that, you know, there wasn't a deal getting done. Mm-hmm. You know, remember that 2010, we were going off the fiscal cliff and that's when President Obama made a two year deal with right. Congress to keep it going for another two years. But when we got to the end of 2012, it was the same problem, right? Yeah. Um, that was when you said many times kicking the can down the road. Um, so, you know, so it was, you know, just the idea of, so now people thinking that, the, you know, the stock, you know, now that people are doing this with stock market manipulation, um, you know, and so, you know, the, the idea is, you know, because people are trying to figure out, well, why, you know, was there, you know, why was there a sudden truce when, with Trump and the trade war with China? Okay. Um, why did Jer- Jerome Powell all of a sudden turn dovish? And when, when both those things happened, the stock market went way up hmm. because part of that happening, the stock market was going way down. Um, okay. Since October, 2.5 trillion in value has vanished. Um, okay. And the street was worried about a trade war and the feds raising interest rates. Okay, then all of a sudden, in rapid succession, both Trump and Powell changed tax, and the markets demanded a deal. Um, so Ed Yardini, who's a, I mentioned him a lot, he's a great forecaster. You know, the Dow Vigilantes have managed to get both Powell to put and, and Trump put uh, for the market. 
Okay, uh, and it happened. He's saying it happened early in the year. Remember, we had a stock market correction in February, right? right? And then in March, the Dow Vigilantes pouring out of stocks were signaling their disapproval on tariffs on steel and aluminum as Trump, you know, uh, ratcheted up his trade talk, you know, with China, his trade tariffs. Okay, um, now S and P has rallied more than six percent since tumbling into correction, uh, you know, by you know, you know, sp- you know, spurred on by Powell's dovish. Pivot after Trump's, you know, saying that he's, you know, they're he's not he's going to try to end the trade wars. Um, remember at the G20 meeting, remember right. he kind of backpedaled a little bit. Um, so you know, a lot of people think Trump will do whatever it takes to keep the financial markets happy. You know, one could argue that both Trump and Jay Powell got their marching orders this fall, and they comp- uh, you know compiled in the last two weeks by saying what the markets wanted to hear. Hmm. Everybody's lying. Um, it's, is it just all manipulation? Um, how, you know, how do you, how do you know anymore? Yeah. You know, how do you know? Okay. Let's see if I can, um, I'm going to see. So do you remember my, uh, I'm going yep, to try 1958 in Atlanta. She's short. <laughs> Little Miss Dynamite. Age six. She started singing. I took notes. <laughs> I can't think of her name, but I know I've heard this song every Christmas. Oh, it, it, You've heard this song before. I can't think of her name. Do you want me to put the Dropkick Murphys back in? No, I like this song. Is this PC? I'm sure sure if we tried really hard, we could find something wrong with it. Okay, she was born on December 11th, 1944. So okay. she's older than a baby. She would have been okay. 74. You know how old she was when she recorded this song? No. 13. Really? Wow. She had a mature voice for being 5 say, foot I and 13. Never, right? I would have never. Yeah. She was a child phenomenon. I know her voice. All right. It's Brenda Lee. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. 13 to have that kind of voice is amazing. To be put in national stardom. I mean, yeah, it, that's a gift. You know, I mean, um, all right. Now, talk about having to grow up fast, right? Mm hmm. Uh, and then she went on to do the rockability hits and stuff like that, kind of like a cross country right. rockability thing. And, you know, she was one of the first people when they started, like, doing the early versions of, like, American Bandstand and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, like some of those older programs. Right. She was, you know. Yeah, um, I remember that. American Band. I remember Soul Train. Of course. <laughs> um, all right. So what do you do? What do you tell your children to do? What do you tell your grandchildren to do? Um, it may be too late to save a lot of the baby boomers. It might not be too late. Um, everyone's worried about the millennials. I, I think the millennials will be fine. They might have not learned how to do, or they're not interested in doing financial planning. But you know, the the, the big thing about the millennials is, you know, they have their uh, phones in with them, right? And mm-hmm. so they have instant acquired knowledge. So when they do get around to saying, "Hey, I'd like to know what the four percent rule is," or "I'd like to know what is a strategy to to build a successful retirement," they Google it. Okay, they can Google it and get instant acquired knowledge. Right. The baby boomers didn't have that. No. Okay, now 
the greatest generation, even you know, they didn't need it because you know the the depression kids, they just that was a hard enough true you know case. You know, people are worried about Christmas songs. What think about the depression kids? Right, that's what I'm saying. And the reality of all the things that can happen, or people struggling with health issues, or places to live, or all the other major issues facing right. any country, let alone yeah, our world country. Wars. Who cares about right? But I'm saying homeless people, people need. I mean, there's plenty of whatever your causes. There's some genuine causes of real issues where this stuff seems petty. And unnecessary. Right. And so, you know, if you're worried about the headlines, here's just some of the headlines. Are you ready for the financial crisis of 2019? Uh, 44 ex-senators warn U.S. is entering a dangerous period. You know, Dow plunges nearly 800 points on fears of cooling economy. Trading in U.S. stock futures had to be halted after violent moves. Trump's tax promise of trillions back to U.S. fails to materialize. Trump on the coming debt crisis. I won't be here when it blows up. See, that's the <laughs> he said that. Yeah, he shouldn't say that. You know, he doesn't. And, and it's true. Every politician believes the same thing. Right. Trump is just honest enough to say it. Right. They don't care about us. The, the people in Congress today care about staying, keeping their job. Right. Which I think term limits. They should have limited time. And let the millennials deal with the deficit 20 years from now. They'll be out of Congress. I mean, the ones that are in the Congress right. now. Um, Let's hope not. You know, um, so, you know, but. So and and so if you are if there are any malicious millennials listening, what's the fifty thirty twenty rule? Do you know? You the, should. Idea, the idea of you know you spend fifty percent of your earnings on you know mandatory living expenses, home, housing, auto, things like that. You spend thirty percent on discretionary. That's travel, entertainment, hobbies, things like that, and you save twenty percent. Mm-hmm. And the twenty percent savings could be in your four hundred one k, where you're getting tax deductions. Some of it should be in your non qualify, where you're building up your cash reserve first, your ladder. So you know it it, it works. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's easy, right. but if you're looking for a beginning on how you think about financial planning, and you're just starting off, or or parents out there, you've got a kid just starting off, the fifty thirty twenty rule. Come to the class. We'll be talking more about it. All right. Call the estate planning team for a free consultation or sign up early for our free educational planning classes in January at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. I just got an email from the political police. Oh, no. 440-239-2090. Brenda Lee, can't say Christmas tree. Oh, we can it's, say it's Christmas tree. It's the holiday tree. She's got to record it. I don't believe so. Tune in next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.